Good morning. Since uh, today's Chavzai and other, so just as a little Hagdame, uh, and still more of you were born after Tavshin uh, and right? Okay. So a few a few months ago, I got a letter, a letter, an email from someone anonymous you know, for my what I do Sunday night. My life is supplied. So he writes to me, uh, his parents are very distraught and they cry all the time why he doesn't miss the Rebbe. And he tells them, I never saw the Rebbe, so you, know, you can only miss something you saw. You know, I also don't miss the Balshantav or the Alta Rebbe or the Fridika Rebbe. Not that he doesn't feel for the Rebbe, but he says, you don't miss, you miss something you had, then you miss it. And he says, what can I tell them? They, they, they start crying even more when I say that. Because what do we do wrong? Words, why didn't we make you feel like we feel, in other words? So it reminds me every time when I'm speaking to people who uh, who were born afterwards, uh, probably have a very different experience than, uh, than those of us born with that symptom, so to speak. But yet, uh, you know, you grew up in these homes and these schools, yeshivas, in the coil here. So as you know, my style is I don't like to just assume things. You know, people, there's what the party line says and everybody just goes along. And then there's what we feel inside. It's not always the same. So I want to just share a few words on that note, uh, personal words, actually. So um, I, on the other hand, that was my prime time. You know, now I'm more, now I'm a middle-aged elderly Jew. Uh, then I was uh, in my 30s, and I was working the Sikhs, so it was like not just I was uh, involved, I was in, this, in the heart of things. So Noon Bays, how old was I in Noon Bays? I would have been uh, 35 so, and we, and of course, every every Shabbos there was a Fabrengen, and uh, and the weekdays the Rebbe was speaking almost every every second day come out in that Kufa the noon days. But I go back, of course, I was working Sikhs for many years before that, so my whole life orbited around the Rebbe speaking basically. And then that Monday night, I remember I was sitting in my office and uh, upstairs in the office that complex building that some of you may have visited that nobody can figure out where's what. You know the building? Over 770. It's two buildings. It's a, what they call it, like a labyrinth of a complex. Um, and I remember actually Rabbi Yossi Lu, which I have a complete came, he was working in our, he was working then on office with us. He comes, you know, it was around maybe 8.30 <coughs> at night, maybe. <coughs> Maybe eight. I don't remember exactly. <clears throat> and it was a good, uh, probably an hour and a half after the shkia. So the Rebbe did come at times back from the oil later. They did mancha ma'ariv, but this was maybe later than usual. And right away he said to me, what do you think? I, said, I right away felt it was just a hergish that something was not uh, normal. And then, of course, uh, the news started trickling in that something happened, that Rebbe fell down. You know, nobody knew exactly what happened. And, uh, and then a little while later, they built this 
this like tent, not tent, like a like a like a plastic uh, entryway. So the, the Rebbe's car pulled up, so the Rebbe would be taken to the without anyone seeing. They built it along the driveway outside of where the, the Rebbe's room is. I mean, you know, the Rebbe would come downstairs through the Kapanim. Uh, you know, the news didn't take long to figure out what's happening. It wasn't good news. And uh, you can imagine that the whole, uh, everything changed after that. I'm going to go through all the ups and downs of that kufa from Nun Beis to Nun Dalad. But I will say this, that um, so for everybody, it was a major shock. People were thinking that it was impossible to imagine that the Rebbe would not fabrain next Shabbos. And everybody saw, remembered Lamed Ches when the Rebbe had the heart attack. So in the Hanami, there was a helm for a while, but then the Rebbe came back stronger than ever. And the Rebbe spoke with Sari Shabbos, and he spoke from his room, etc. So remember, nobody even imagined it wouldn't be a fabrain. This was the second day after Vayakil was the fabrain in that year, Vayakil. Next Shabbos would be Pukhude. So I was in the middle of working on the Sikha, actually, of Ayaka when this happened. Usually the Sikha would go into the Rebbe Tuesday, but that wouldn't happen this that year, that time, that week. Al Kapoim, things did not get uh, better, let's put it this way. Um, and uh, so uh, the whole Abavich and everything went into a whole new state of confusion and all that came with that. But I don't want to talk about that right now, as I said. I want to talk about something else, more personal. So for me, besides the tragedy that we all experienced, um, it was also I was out of a job. Not that anybody cared, but... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> because my whole life, as I said, was a fabrengen. And it was every, there was always a fabrengen. I mean, in some years it wasn't every Shabbos, but it was more or less. <laughs> the Rebbe, the vibrant, the Rebbe was a chay lahachis, chay be'etzem. It was a chai, that constantly was like a live uh, uh, force. And here, the Rebbe's silence ultimately silenced my, my own work. I had nothing to write. I wasn't going to write my own fabrics. <laughs> um, so I say it not because it's, I'm not trying to focus on myself. I'm just using myself as an example of what happened there. And it took a while. I started thinking, like, what am I supposed to do with my life now? And again, this wasn't the, the big issue here. But personally... My, I mean, not only was it my life, it was my, my whole chais. I was around, it was like the most exciting part of everything. Writing the Rebbe's Fabrengans and communicating with the Rebbe and the Rebbe answering it back and forth. You know, it was a whole uh, vibrant uh, experience. Then I reminded myself, I don't remember when it was. I mean, we read we had a meeting in our office and we knew that the Rebbe's approach is you continue on, we're not stopping anything. So what we started doing is printing things from the previous years. You know, we had we always had something to do, but but not to, the new fabrengen. So then I remembered six weeks earlier that I was actually to be the maniach to write that fabrengen, the fabrengen of Shabbos Pasha Boy, which includes of Gimel Shvat, Nun Beis, literally six weeks before the stroke, and the Rebbe spoke Muhammad Shabbat a stroke, and it was also odd at the time. No one understood why the Rebbe. But didn't suddenly start speaking a good 15, 20 minutes about the physical Rebbe having a stroke in the Shin, in the Shin, in Gimel, in Dal, whenever it was, in Hey. And the Rebbe said that if the doctor has the physical Rebbe, then why would God strike you of all places in the two, in the two tools that you need most to communicate with your Chassidim? 
your mouth and your right hand. That was how the Rebbe communicated. He either spoke or he wrote. And the Rebbe said that the doctor at the time did not, the Rebbe did not, Friedrich Rebbe did not answer. And the Rebbe went on to explain it at length. Not to explain the Ebishta, why the Ebishta does things, but it's all printed. It's printed in Sefer HaSichas, Tafshin and Beis. Boy, you can read it. It's Arichas. And the Rebbe basically compared it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Same Kasha. Moshe Lai Ishdvarim Anechi. Kvad Peh, the Kvad Loshen. Three different ways the Tate explains how he didn't speak clearly or however you interpret it. So why would Abish to choose? Of all people, Abish to chose the man who would give over Dvar Hashem, who needed to speak to the people. Everything is and they should say it to the people. A person who has a challenge. And Mesha Taka asked that question. Why are you sending me? Send Adam. And Abish to answers me, some Pelo Adam. I'm not looking for you to be a speaker. I want you to say my words, basically. I give the words into your mouth. But why would they to choose someone that has a challenge with their debut? And the bottom line is, Chassidus answers, is Misha was actually on a higher level than debut. It was on the level of Machshava. Amad is And Machshava is so intense, it can't express itself in debut. The Rebbe brings there from the Zohar that the debut Hayyab begolos, because the Nasi Biyasarol, who is Nasi Hu Akel, if the Akel is in Golis, the Nasi is also in Golis. And where's his biggest Golis? In his Dibur. So the Dibur Hayyib Golis, but that doesn't mean Achsodim, because Mesha obviously was on the level of Machshove. And the Rebbe still wanted that Machshove, the premium of Machshove, should be expressed in Dibur. The Rebbe goes on to explain it. The kids are then the end of the Sikha, is the main punchline which I wanted to focus on. The Rebbe says, and therefore, uh, I'm paraphrasing, not exact Lushen, but the Teichen, that when a Rebbe has a stroke, and cannot speak, the Rebbe doesn't use the word stroke, obviously, when he has a, I guess his Dibur is not functioning, or whatever the word is, the Rebbe said, that each of us have to be, each of those that listen to Moshe, have to become the mouthpiece that now communicates what Moshe said. And I, I remember that sikha six weeks earlier. At the time, we didn't know why the Rebbe was saying it. It was strange, because the Rebbe rarely would suddenly start speaking for 15 minutes about the stroke. And now, obviously, tragically, we understood quite well. But I took it very personally, to be honest, because I saw it, Mamashai wrote to me. It wrote to everybody, but to me for sure, that's what I did. I was a chazer. That's what I did, exactly what I did. I listened to the Rebbe and I... Hazarded and then wrote it down. I was a maniach too. I wrote it down. So to me, that was like a clerkite. That's what you have to do now. You continue the same work, except obviously we'd love to have a new fabrengen and new words from the Rebbe. But you know what? It's plenty of work to be done to communicate. That's when I made the decision, actually, to write toward a meaningful life. That was the main push. Because I said, what's the best way to be picha? Is to write a book for as many people as you can reach. Yeah, I can write a book for, for insiders, so I can write a book for a large audience. Since I had the chush to do that, huh? The idea came in my mind. I didn't start my mission in Bays. I started in Dalit, to be honest. It took another stroke for me to wake up, unfortunately. Because I know the Nundal, we all know, was another stroke. To the, that was two years to the day, which for me, that was like, you know, enough is enough. You know, it wasn't just, I can't explain my emotions. It was a very complicated time. 
you know, if, every day you hope for the better and you wanted it to get better. It's not like we came to peace that the Rebbe is not going to speak. It was a, it was a, it was a big mahala. Let's put it that way. And uh, it was Yud Aleph Nisan Nun that I sat down and actually wrote, recorded toward a meaningful life on a, on a recording. Um, not Mamish as it would be the final book, but the, the basic the basic ideas. And it was directly said this from, from this Sikha. There's no question in my mind. So I think back now, it's 29 years later. It's a long time um, since Chavzai uh, Nadeb. And, uh, you know, we could sit and cry about the loss and about the Rebbe's Golos, so to speak, Hadiba Begolos, and then, of course, came Gimel Tamas two years and some months later. And probably some people, that's what they do. They cry about the good old type days. But I can tell you as a first-hand witness, and you could see it in every Sikha from the Rebbe, that's not the Rebbe's derech. We don't sit and cry. If you, if you want to cry, it has to translate into something. For me, it became the major drive of what I do today, everything, including teaching here. Because it was very clear to me, this is your mission. I understood it without Suffolk. It wasn't like I had two options, maybe I'd do something else. It was as clear as day to me. And I'm sharing it that way personally. So for me, Chavzai Nader is that mixed element. One is obviously the Dibur Hayabagolas, like the Rebbe quotes from Zehar. But on the other hand, that means there's a job to be done. We can't just stop. That's not the first half of the sentence. The second half is what are you going to do about it? So I would say to each of you and everyone who's listening, whoever may be participating, you all are the Rebbe's picha at the end of the day. You don't have to be official chazer or maniach to be uh, to have heard the Rebbe. You're learning chassidus. You're learning nigla. You're learning teda. Meshur Rabbeinu of the door. And though, yeah, you didn't see the Rebbe begashmis, and uh, but... Remember the Rebbe that we saw Bagashmi, his etzim was in his teda. You know, people mistake him when they learn, they get a Sakadish when the Alta Rebbe says, And why? Because the Chaya of Atzadik is Chaim Ruchnim, Ave Yira, Namuna. So everyone thinks that he's talking only after this Talkus. The Rebbe's talking, the Alta Rebbe's talking before that. That a Chaya Tzadik Nishome Beguf, even when you see a goof and he's speaking and everything, it's also Chaim Ruchni. But Mela, that part is not Nishtanit. On the contrary, it gets stronger after this time. The problem is we're Makusha to the goof, unfortunately. So that, that's what we connect with, the image, the structure. To be honest, even though I, I was also connected to that, we all love the Rebbe, not just Beruchni, it's also Begashmis. But at the same time, you, know, you learn a little Chassidus, you realize that Rebbe is not as Guf Gashmi, that's just as Keli. It's his, it's, 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 it's his neshama. And though, absolutely, it's not, I'm, I'm absolutely saying it's a, it's a tragedy that we don't have neshama, beguf, gashmi, le'ene basa shalonu. I'm saying that just to just for all the record for anybody that may have different ways of interpreting. Shalonu, right? Like I remember one simple state, a guy got drunk, he come up, came over to me in 770. Right then, night after, Gimel Thomas, he said to me, but this means the Rebbe nishta, mirzai nishta. The Rebbe is dumb. That's what he told me. Uh, you know, in other words, we're not here. The Rebbe is here. So I said to him, I understand, but the problem is we want to be in the same world. It doesn't matter who's here. We want to be, you know, connected. So we want to be here too. <laughs> Either way. So the point is that, that I'm not saying it as an achama, but but the fact of the matter is, his to the Rebbe is not based on Gashmis. It's based on Ruchnis. 
And uh, unfortunately, if someone was mechushet only to the guv gashmi of the Rebbe before Gimel Tammuz, before Chavzai Nader, and that gone, then what, what's left? But someone's mechushet to the Rebbe, as he says in, in Ayyem Yem, and many places that his kashus is learning and doing, learning the Rebbe's tale and doing what the Rebbe wants, Hiros, and that, that is kashus doesn't change Kiyuzenish. The Rebbe's tale does not get diminished, God forbid, nor the Hiros. On the contrary, now we have a bigger job because we have to be the picha and we have to be the arms and legs. So that to me is Chavzai Nodr in a nutshell. What are you going to do about it? That was the Rebbe's always the question. The Rebbe never, asked, never allowed anyone to ask why bad things happen or why this mystery. That's are mysteries we don't know. But the Rebbe always says, so what are you going to do about it? Not why, but what? What are you going to do? So that's my few words of Divri Seyris for Chavzai Um Obviously, we all pray and want the Rebbe Bekashmis, and the Rebbe should be the Pichav. He doesn't need us to be the speakers, but right now, that's what was given to us. And is uh, whether we like it or not. Like the Rebbe said, Yudshvat, Yudalaf. It's not Bechidosenu. Didn't choose it. We would prefer otherwise, but this is our job. So I hope uh, you could all use Chavzayinod that way. And to me, as I said, the fact that you did not experience the Rebbe speaking and then the Rebbe not speaking... Doesn't matter because uh, the, you're connected to the Rebbe through your life, through your learning, and through your Aveda, and through your uh, through the Hiros of the Rebbe, and that's that's all that's all that matters. And you have a job because the Rebbe spoke. How many people in the world know what the Rebbe stands for? You do. So that immediately is the Achrayis to be Picha, to be the Rebbe's uh, mouthpiece, the Rebbe's channel, if you wish, and Shliach, Kemese. So I hope you use it well. So Chosai Nodin needs to be a day of Hesedus in that level. And with that, unless somebody wants to ask me something, I'll be happy to move it right into Ayin Base. We'll find a connection to the Pshittas and Tzir. I don't know. We can find a connection. Um, the Rebbe does write in a letter. You may add this. You know, you all know the famous letter to Rabbi Binyaminson. Tafesh Sadik Test letter from the Rebbe, the four different Pirushim and Simpson. You know, you're familiar with that letter? Oh, really? Okay. Okay. One day maybe we'll learn it as well inside. So I don't want to go into the whole letter. The letter is a whole lot of He asked the Rebbe that he heard that the, the, I think he was talking about uh, Melio. Who was it? Uh, from Allah. Um, come to me the name of it. Anyway, he asked the Rebbe, is it true that all the shit is about Simpson, Simpson, all Helchim, and they all agree? And the Rebbe said, absolutely not. They're not in agreeable. And the Rebbe goes, spells out four different shittas there. But then, this is Tzadik Tess. Two years later, means the Rebbe was still in Europe when he wrote that letter. Two years later, or maybe three years, maybe, Tavshin Beis, I think, it's a follow-up letter. Short letter, shorter, shorter Lufiyarach. And he writes to him, I'm sure you didn't miss the main point that when Chassidus says Simpson is not Kipshute, it means, and this is the Rebbe writes, it's that right here with us, the Gashmis, we have Moshe Rabbeinu as he was on Har Sinai, and the Rajbi as he was in the Idra, and we have the, the Baal Shem Tov, the Arizal and the Baal Shem Tov and the Alta Rebbe and all the Rabbeim with us right here. That's the bottom line. Simpson is not Kipshute. So since we're learning about Simpson and we're learning about Adrian Sothifni at Simpson, Lachrat Simpson, Second letter. You want to, huh? The second letter is written in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first letter will say to the second one. 
first one is a tzaddik, a tzaddik test. The second one, I think, is it maybe even be, I think it's three or it's a few years later for sure. I don't remember the Tavshin Beis, Tavshin Gimel, Tavshin, I think Tav, something like that. Yeah, they're both printed. The second one is obviously, uh, first one's more Askoladik about the symptom, the Dargis, the different shittas. But the second one is like drives the point home. So in Indian, what we're learning about uh, Lifnet Simpson, Achrat Simpson, the Moshe that we're in the middle of discussing, is really, if you want to make it practical, based on this letter of the Rebbe, you don't even have to go stretch and come up with your own ideas. That that's what it comes down to. There's Elokus here, Shittas, except we don't see it. And uh, in that case, then whatever happened, Gimel Tamas or Chavzayin Nader, it, it, now I'm saying it wasn't a dimyan. We're not saying it was an illusion. It happened just like the Simpson Marishan happened. Simpson is not, when even the shit that Simpson like doesn't say that Simpson is a dimyan. It says it's just not literal. It's not a literal siluk. It's a helm. But it is a helm. A helm and a helm is a mitzvah, says the Rebbe explains a number of places. Simpson Likrikalim, etc. But at the same time, there's no, the, from a certain perspective, there's no real Simpson because from the that side of the curtain, so to speak, the Abishta's side, the, the Tzimtzum doesn't have any impact. It's only from our side. Um, however, of course, the Abishta reckons also with our side of the picture. So many ways when we're learning about these Dargis, if you really apply it to our personal lives, it's about the connection to Elikus. And Elikus, of course, in the Tzir of Arebe, Elikus, which is Anushama Vatsilis, Anushama Klodis, uh, so whatever affects the course affects the Rebbe as well. I might as well share the story. I maybe I've told it before. It's also very relevant. Rabbi Parachar. So you know, after the Tzemach Tzedek's Rebbe Tzemach Tzedek's Chof Aleph, she passed away. Um, uh, was it Chof Aleph? Maybe earlier. Uh, it was five years before the Rebbe. Yeah, so it would be Chof Aleph. So the only, the Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek, which the same name and same Rebetzin's names, were the only ones where the Rebetzin was nostalgic before the Rebbe. All the others <coughs> were the other way around. So everybody, we know that the Tzemach Tzedek went into a, a state of, uh, you could say, Helen, if you wish. Lack of a better word. No Maimorim, there was no Yechidus. And, it was, and the Chassidim were a very big tsar from it. So similar to what happened in Memches, not maybe quite the same level, but there's a big similarities. And we all saw it. And uh, and the Chassidim, there's even a letter from the Rebbe about that too. The Chassidim came to the Rebbe, to Machzedek, and said, we need you, you know, you can't just... Uh... So he said, There's no king without a queen. So they said, they, of course, the, the Chassidim were smart enough to bring a posse, that the Teda is the Malka. You know, so they, but someone says they did not accept that. And, um, but it was a kufa like this. I don't know how long it lasted. I don't know if it's written up how long. But then the news came that Samach Sadiq didn't say, My Mercedes. So we said, can imagine Simchik dead after all this. So everybody came to Lubavitch, everybody who could come, Mercedes. Abhil Parashar was, of course, by him, a Maimir was like, the So he came. He wasn't well already because he was older. He would also be nostalgic, I think. Yud Aleph um, of that year, maybe Chavay, Chav Aleph or Chavay's. 
That's cool. Or Chavdalad, maybe. No, no, Chavdalad. It's written up, yeah. But he was a very older man then. It wasn't easy, but he came. They're waiting for the Samach Sadiq to come out to say the Maimah. They waited a half hour, an hour, and nothing. He couldn't stand anymore because he was not well, so he was going out. On his way out of the Chedil, wherever they were waiting, he hears two Yungalites speaking. And they were speaking in a way that bothered the Rabhil. They were speaking in a grobe, the Fierach, not the Edelah way about the Rebbe. Uh, whether they said the Rebbe is in a state of Yush or Atzvus, I'm not sure what language it was, but it was not what you say. So, he went, so suddenly he had a Ruach Chaim, all like, you know, it was Dafzazayim, Chassidish surge of energy, and he came over to the two Yungalites. This is exactly how I heard it from Rav Shmuel, Rav Abrengen. And he said, the Semach said, I'm sorry, the Rav Hill said to them, Shvenselach, Shvenselach, Shvenselach. You know what that means? You'll translate it. Everyone can translate what a, what a Schwanz is. You can use more grubber language, less grubber, but it's definitely not a compliment. He says, Schwanzlach, Schwanzlach, Schwanzlach. What's meant here? A Rebbe is Egen, a Nose, and a Moil. Nein, a Rebbe is a Lukus. You all understood? Do I have to translate? Huh? I'll translate since we're uh, being broadcast to the globe. Who knows? She says, what do you think? He's called them. He says, what do you, like, you're, you're idiots. What do you think? The Rebbe is no, a nose, a eyes, nose, and a mouth. A Rebbe is godliness. And when there's a concealment on a godliness, there's a concealment on the Rebbe. I remember hearing this story, but it really impacted me a lot after Chavzayin Oder and Rimul Tamas. Because I don't want to say this, but a lot of people speak sometimes a language you shouldn't be speaking uh, about the Rebbe in their own way. Maybe they don't mean it. But the Hill's words, you know, Alakus, yes, Alakus. No, that, that we know. Golus is a Helam, Shkinta Begalusa. It's a Chazal. It's not our own aces. So that you could say. But it's a whole different take. It's not the humanizing. And I say it because, going back to Chavzai, I know that I was connecting it somewhat to what we're learning, that when you learn this sugi of, of uh, Simpson, and Lifnat Simpson, Achrat Simpson, that even Achrat Simpson, with all the Helen, there's still something that remains. Like here we learned last week the Moshal of the Bays from Baruch. So that even though you don't have the word, but the Bays is there. And the Bays has a ration, an impact from what was there. And it's part of Baruch, except we don't see it right now. The child or whoever is the beginner. So the fact that we don't see something doesn't mean it's not real. It just means that you need to grow and expand your consciousness and expand your mind. So I just thought that uh, the Rebbe's letter about Simpson Kipshute, it just fits very well. And again, I'm not trying to make things that is beautiful, but this is what we like. We wish, you know, and we wish, and Chauzai and others are I'm just saying that the fact, after the fact, we learn from Chassidus and we learn from these stories that it's not all lost, let's put it that way. And on the contrary, what do you need more? The Rebbe said, which is going to be 30 years now, I did everything. So that's exactly in different words. Be the Rebbe's picha, and be the Rebbe's mouthpiece, and be the Rebbe's arms and legs. And that's our job now. And that is the main focus. So any of the negative, if any there is negative, it should be channeled to that. That's... Um, so give a little addendum in addition. That connects it a bit. 
Does anybody want to ask me something? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about this. We don't have to uh, go on to Ayin Beis, but uh, I just thought since it's Chavzayin Oder, and uh, I was going to do it anyway, by the way. And that give you credit, but... Uh, so, um, that's what I renew my contract. I renew my commitment to Chavzayin Oder, to the Rebbe, and to the Rebbe's cause. And I hope you all do the same in your own way. And... Uh, you started off at the beginning of your of today to share about that for those that were born after Chazal and other perhaps it's a little bit in distance or familiar or so on. To be able to spread it at this table and to, to have that same passion of love. Well, as I, I also said, that's why I spoke about Iskashus is really was always meant to be Iskashus to the Rebbe's Teda and the Rebbe's Heiros. The only thing is, it was easier for us because we also had a physical Rebbe, so to speak, and a Guv Gashmi that we could see. Um, but in Indian, my connection is completely on the, in the, in the Rebbe's Inyonim, not the Rebbe's Gashmi's. So yes, there's always a part in every human being. You, you, know, you, you want the Kesha Gashmi, but today what I see, and it's hard for me to put myself in your shoes, but I do see um, yes, many people have challenges. I'm not denying that. But I can tell you many people had challenges before Gimel Tamas and Chavzai Nader too. Rest, rest assured. Just because everything was begali doesn't mean people didn't have pchira. And I always tell Bochum and the guys, I say, uh, they, there was a good Nefesh Abamis we had before Chavzai Nader. Everybody thinks there was no Nefesh Abamis. No, it's hard. Can you believe it? There was. From Chetet Sadas it began. Um, but and unfortunately, sometimes you take for granted. You can't take it for granted because so I see today a certain level of viscosity. I mean, this has been said so many times, it's a cliche. And I'm sure you heard it by all the Fabrenians that you have the etzim of the Rebbe and we are on the Giluyim, you know. And so I don't want to sound like a, another tape recorder, but there's a truth to today the challenge for me too, for all of us. You have to dig deeper. The connection can only be to the etzim of the Rebbe now, which means the Rebbe's Teda and Heiros. And uh, how you do that, to me, it comes down to learning Chassidus properly and understanding the Rebbe, understanding what the Rebbe stands for. Because when you appreciate that, that what the Rebbe stands for continues to live in every possible way. And then you feel a responsibility to do something with it. If a person doesn't have that, honestly, it's going to be makif. I know there are people who don't have that today, but they yell Rebbe, 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 or Yechi, whatever. And to me, it's Chetzenius. Is Chetzenius worthless? You know, we know Chetzenius has something, but I can't see it's sustainable. How could you be passionate? How long can you be passionate with Chetzenius? So to me, the only way is that you appreciate it, your uh, being, which is the whole Yisrael. The question I have, the question you have to ask yourself, you're now in Kail, you're no longer Bochum. You have to ask yourself, what are you going to do with your life now? You know, it's something I spoke about when I first started teaching here. What are, you, what are you committed to? Now, I know many people are committed to the Rebbe because that's the culture you grew up. It's a pastor, not to, you know. But is that enough? Is it, is, it, is it deeper or not? So I would like to believe that you guys learned enough and are inspired enough to have connected to the Rebbe in some way. But you have to tell me if it's otherwise. And uh, I'm not, by the way, negating your question. Your question is very legitimate. Everybody has that question. But I can tell you, I have, I have chaveirim. 
have people who saw the Rebbe were living in the best of times together with all of us and still have lost their connection in many ways. I don't mean the Chitzen, the Rebbe's pictures still hang on the wall and they tell their children Rebbe stories and, 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 and uh, they sing the Rebbe's Nagurim, you know. But I don't see necessarily that. I'm, I'm not criticizing that because they didn't maintain it. It was hard. To, you have, the fire has to be fueled. Chassidus talks that Eya Muna, Muna is nice, but it remains makif and it could dissipate. You can just have it and it doesn't permeate you. So my question to the question, the challenge you have is, how panemius is the Rebbe in your life? What does the Rebbe stand for? Now, uh, this may sound a little sacrilegious. Some people don't like to hear this. The fact is there are people who sometimes need a figure, a figurehead. So their connection to the Rebbe is more like a cult figure. You know, he's my hero and so on. Obviously, that's not the, what Chassidus demands. But I understand Lubavitch and Chabad attracts all people. You attract also Chitzenim. And you attract people who just like the Rebbe, they like the blue eyes. And some people like the, the Rebbe's energy, or they like this. And I'm not denying that the Rebbe is, is, is a Kel Hakel. So he's also something for someone who uh, needs that, fine. Like, you know, there are people who needed Kiruvim from the Rebbe. We always knew the real Chassidim didn't need a Kiruv because the connection was much deeper than that. I can assure you that if some people got settled like I got from the Rebbe, they would never come around again because they would feel insulted. I felt it always like a chesed. You know, you have to be mature with the Rebbe. It all comes down to your your relationship. So I would say, if you're Fabrenich of Zainod, that has to be the question. What's your relationship? And based on that, so I don't know if we have to go through, you have to imagine the Rebbe speaking and then Zainod the Rebbe not speaking and then I don't think that's the Somagushim dig. But the Indian is right now, the question is not that the Rebbe is not speaking Begashmi's Begali, but he continues to speak through his letters and through his Fabrengens uh, and through the Sikhs and the Mamorim and the Heros and so on. What does it mean to you? And that, when you answer that question, you'll know where you're at. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. I, I'm sharing with you my life. I made my commitment. Do I have silence? Of course, I have, I have bigger questions probably than you have. I just don't let them affect me. You know, this question, we all have questions. I'm a, I'm a pretty big skeptic. I'm not a guy that just is a cabal selling. But I also see both sides, and I make a, you have to make a choice. So I'm not saying we shouldn't have questions. Questions, what, what are you going to do? If the questions paralyze you, you end up doing nothing because you don't know what to do, then it's not a good thing. If the questions motivate you, yeah. I mean, I can tell you that without suffering in my mind, that the Rebbe and his cause, so to speak, the Benkel, as I mentioned last time, it's not just the Rebbe, the Yochid, the Rebbe representing Chabad, Chassidus, Teda, Meshul of a generation, the cause is worthy enough to commit your life to. And on a deeper level, maybe that's why your Neshama came down here in the first place. If you feel that, you'll be fine whether you're born after Gimel Tamas or not. If you don't, you have to work on it. I really don't have a quick answer and fix for that. And that's a real soul searching. It comes down to the same question I mentioned before. A lot of us, I mean, I grew up, I grew up in this community. I grew up here, I went to the yeshivas. I was brainwashed like everybody was, you know? I don't mean that necessarily negatively because I didn't feel anything bad about it. But like everybody, a child, you're taught from the youngest age certain things. You don't, you don't, you don't, no one asks you what you feel. And they shouldn't ask you what you feel. Children have to be told what to do. 
But then when you become an adult, you start asking yourself, and I did, do I want to be here or did I just grow up here? And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that just continue being cultural Chabadniks, let's put it that way. That's the culture. Had they grown up Chves and Bells, they would have been cultural Bells maybe. Or cultural uh, the Havdil Christians or Muslims. Not to be too uh, chutzpahitika, but, but that's, human beings are conformists. But I think this month meant for them. So this wants us to look inside ourselves and also take what you learned and take a nasa nishma, but then comes a nishma. We all know it's not enough, just a muni. You have to bring it into a premise. I mean, I'm not saying anything you haven't heard, but the question is whether you personalize that. That's the shy. That's the whole issue here. You know, we're learning Ayin Beis, we're learning other chassidus. To me, it's all about is elikus something that can be mamoshistic, something that you can relate to from muhshi. If it is, that's the goal. Then, you, if you can understand elikus in your life. There's no issue with the Rebbe after Gimel Thomas because the Rebbe is an extension of Elokus. And I say Elokus, not Elokat, just for the record, in case anybody... Elokus means like what we say, Ovis Hen Markovim, Maishir Rabbeinu, the Alter Rebbe is a Dug Mishal Amayla. So I don't know if I answered your question, but that's, to me, that's the Kushayla here, you know? Yeah, so today when you're committed, definitely have to appreciate what it is. It was very easy to come running to the Rebbe's Minche Mairiv every day and Shabbos and Simchas Teirah. What did it take? The party going on in 770. The Rebbe was leading the whole thing. You have to do anything. All you got to do is jump and sing. So, Mamish no Avedi. So, of course, of course, of course, uh, that was the easy part. Um, Avedi is always hard. That's how it is. When it comes to your own personal thing, it's 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 a different, different uh, picture, right? Okay, so so we have at least we have the base of Baruch or the Reish, the Vav of Chav, um, after Chav Zainodar and Gimel Tamuz. And now we got to connect it back to the word. How it is, Lifinat Simtsum. That's our mission, our job. Okay. So should we talk about the second marshal? Or that'll be somewhat of an anticlimactic. Uh, Already on a high, like could continue with the Chavzai Nod that he says. <laughs> it's up to you, whatever you guys like. You know, I told you, I might as well share another story, Father, since we're already, uh, you like to learn, right? Okay, both. It's all the same thing. It's one Hemshuk. I told you the story about this Bachar, not a Lubavitcher Bachar. Avelta Shagai brought the Rebbe, it was, I think, Tav Shalamites, maybe. He brought the Rebbe a, a bichel. I think he found it in Russia, or someone gave it to him, of a manuscript of, uh, I think it's some Tzedek, maybe. Or no, I think it was maybe the Friedrich Rebbe, even. Xaviat. And he gave it to the Rebbe after Minche by Ganed Natachten. And the Rebbe said to him, since you brought me something so precious to me, you know, by the Rebbe, Xaviat, a bichel was always a bit very, like, pidish for him. So since you brought something to me, let me bring, let me give you something that's precious to you. So the Rebbe said to him, what would you like? What would you, so he has said, he was an American boy. So he said, I like a picture of the Rebbe with the Rebbe's autograph. Hmm. That's what you do, right? If you're baseball players or others, you put up a picture, and if you have their chsima, you're So the Rebbe smiled and said to him, why do you want that? He says, because then I have a connection with you. 
It's a very valuable thing. <laughs> so the Rebbe said, if you want a connection with me, you should learn what I learn and do what I do. You go across the street to Mercus, to the Sforim store, where it, was, where it was then, it was on Eastern Parkway also, I think it was there. And the Rebbe said, then take any Sforim you like, you know, this is a matana to you. So there you have the whole story, right? And those, uh, that story itself tells you the whole picture. But obviously it's easier the picture part than the signature. And, uh, and the premise is a little more difficult, but, um, but that's the kavana. When you learn chassidus, like we're learning, the key is that it should be alive. Just to come alive. I can't stand it. I remember when I was a bachel, it made me crazy. Now I realize why. It was all so technical. You know, we learned mechanical, this detail, that detail. So now when I teach Ayim Beis over here or the class I give every day, and people start asking me, where exactly is this Darga Lifniatsin? Like they want to have the, the map. Like, you know, GPS, like Waze. So we want to figure out where is the symptom and where is this. And then the tendency is to try to make it very uh, physical. But the truth is it's right here in you. When you understand that and you can find it in you, that everything changes. Because then it's, it's about you. It's about you and your and your connection. To me, that was what the Rebbe did and does in the most powerful way. But didn't just speak in Yoni Teda. Yeah, there was Lomdas and Geinus and Askola and Aveda, whatever you need. But it was ultimately came down to about you. I remember share another personal anecdote. You know, people ask me sometimes, like, what is it when you began to appreciate the Rebbe to some extent on your level? So I remember Lamed Hay, I was 18 years old, um, and the Rebbe was Shvus, Shvus Lamed Hay. And the Rebbe was speaking about uh, about uh, famous sugya about Martin Taylor that Rabbi Yesi said if it was not for that day of Martin Taylor how many Yesifs would be Yesis would be in the shuk in the street you know but if, Martin Taylor made me unique basically it took me out of the shuk and turned me into Chefzah as the Rebbe explained by Yechis that's a sikhus already printed in Chedek Tazayin and other places. But I'll tell you what I remember. Besides the Havonis HaSikha, which was a very brilliant and powerful, I remember feeling that the Rebbe, I remember the Rebbe when he was describing that before Matan you know, we know the Gzeda, Elyenim Le'yorda Lamata, Tachtenim Le'yal Lamayla, and that's why he couldn't make from Gashmis a Chefza Shogdusha, it was only Ruchnius. The only different, only exception was the Bris. Avram Avinu. That's why he says, uh, he says, because that was the only everything else was Ruchnis. changed. And now you could take, and I remember when the Rebbe described it, I remember it like today. They take a Gashmis, they could think, and the Gashim itself becomes a Ruchni. A gashmi, a mitzvah, a tashmisha mitzvah, tashmisha kedusha, a mitzvah itself. I remember when the Rebbe described it and he said, because it has a chayes aliki, it had a chayes aliki before Matan Teda too, except it wasn't begali. And you couldn't be megalit in the Geshem. You can be megalit in the Ruach, in the Gavra, but not in the Cheft. 
But Matan Teda, you cannot be Megalit in the Chefts. And then it changes forever. Remember the Rebbe says, in the Elam Vod, this thing is forever changed. It's no longer Chel, it's Kedish. When the Rebbe said it, and this may sound a little, maybe, uh, a little strange to you, I managed felt that, you know, that the Rebbe actually sees it. He actually sees that when you take a, a table and you learn Teda on it, the table changes. We don't see it. And I felt like the Rebbe was sharing with us something that, you know, sometimes someone's standing and sharing with you a beautiful scene. You don't see the scene, but he's describing it to you. So the Rebbe was like sitting on one side of the curtain, seeing a uh, reality and Emma's that we didn't see, and then he's just sharing it with us. And Mamish felt that. Now, it could be I was 18 years old. I was impressionable. You can give me all kinds of scientific explanations why I was uh, affected by it. But I was, I was affected because I felt the Emma's of it Again, I didn't see it, but I almost saw it because the Rebbe saw it. And from then on, every Fabrengen, you know, I started looking for that. that how the Rebbe is saying is not just a, a vort, a beard in the Medrash, a beard in Chazal, the Gemara, but it was actually giving us a taste and a feeling of Elikus and how Elikus affects our lives. And till this day, this is how I learned Sikhis and my modern. I always look for that. Sometimes you feel it faster, sometimes you don't. Uh, it's still, you'll ask me, so when, then why don't uh, why don't you dive in seven hours every day? It didn't permeate that, I mean, that much, you know. I still got work to do. But at least I got one one step further. So that's, to me, the way you live with the Rebbe. And when you have that, then it's then it becomes personal. It's not just, okay, the Rebbe is a gone Elom and the, and the Rebbe and all the things we believe in the Rebbe. But then it's personal. So that to me is the, the great challenge. And and when you learn Ayin Beis, I mean, I didn't meet the Rebbe Rashab. And yet I love learning Ayin Beis because by me it's like the Rebbe. The Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe is one thing. The Rebbe Rashab was the Deir HaChamishi and the Rebbe Deir HaShvi. But it's it's one Hemshech, it's all Chassidus. When you learn these ideas and then you look at the Rebbe's words, it's the same ideas. Come on, the Rebbe adds things and so on. Every, everyone has their deal, but that's already the Pratim. So, Okay. I can learn more that we covered this. So use uh, the day well. And uh, what should I say? Because I know that comes to your Ralph Nissen. 120 years, right? Beginning of 120 years. We go by the Aschola. It's the Rebbetson was turned 120. The Rebbetson going to turn 119, 120. Okay, well, the years roll on. Well, you and I are here, so we have a job to do. Do it well. Call to everybody. Okay. That was the title.